Welcome to Resilient Communities, a RAND podcast series providing insights on cross-cutting issues in the field of community resilience. In this podcast, we hear from Jennifer Steele, a policy researcher whose work with her RAND colleague, George Vernet, with Tulane University's Cowan Institute, has examined New Orleans charter and district-run schools in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. Policymakers responded to the storm's destruction by transforming the New Orleans public schools into a decentralized system composed mostly of charter schools. These efforts are relevant to other cities seeking to use charter-based school choice to create a more resilient public education sector. Jennifer Steele, what happened to the public school system in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina? Good schools are a cornerstone of a resilient community before, during, and after a natural disaster. Unfortunately, the school system in New Orleans, Louisiana, had been struggling terribly even before Hurricane Katrina struck the city in August of 2005. At the time, it was the lowest performing in the state in terms of academic achievement. It was plagued by financial mismanagement, and it was on the verge of bankruptcy. When the hurricane hit, it forced evacuation of the city's approximately 64,000 public school students and their teachers destroying infrastructure and disrupting a school year that was just getting underway. Given the school district's struggles, the State Board of Education and the governor saw the disruption as an opportunity to transform the system's public school system. They accelerated plans for the state's recovery school district, commonly known as the RSD, to take over most of the city's failing schools reopening more than half of them as charter schools, which are public schools that are operated independently of the local school district in exchange for meeting certain performance benchmarks. Charter schools provide an alternative to traditional or district-run schools. After this state takeover in November of 2005, only the highest performing schools in the city, those that had previously been highest performing, many of which were selective admission schools, were left to be run by the original Orleans Parish Public School Board. Moreover, all public school teachers in the recovery school district were laid off and had to reapply for their jobs. Many new teachers were recruited from outside the city through alternative entry programs like Teach for America and Teach NOLA, which is a local affiliate of the New Teacher Project. What have we learned from the system of public school choice that has emerged in New Orleans? The seismic reforms that took place in New Orleans were aimed at building a more successful and resilient school system. However, they may not mirror exactly what will be needed in other cities after a disaster. To understand how these reforms were being implemented three years after the hurricane, the Rand Corporation partnered with the Cowan Institute for Public Education Initiatives at Tulane University. We surveyed school principals, teachers, and parents in the city's charter and traditional schools during the spring of the 2008-2009 academic year. We conducted these surveys in charter and traditional schools in both the Recovery School District and the New Orleans Public Schools, the original school system overseen by the Orleans Parish School Board, each of which contained mostly charter schools and about one-fourth to one-third traditional or district-run schools. At the time, about 60% of the city's public school students were attending charter schools. Most children in both types of schools, charter and traditional, were African-American and qualified for federally subsidized meals. However, 
charter school students at the time were modestly modestly more affluent and racially diverse than their counterparts in traditional schools. Our surveys about the school contexts found that charter and traditional schools were not that different in terms of their policies and practices. As we expected, New Orleans charter school principals said they enjoyed more autonomy than their traditional school counterparts, but the schools were similar on average in terms of instructional time, instructional methods, and staffing priorities. Where we did find a difference was with regard to parent satisfaction. Parents of charter school students reported higher rates of satisfaction than their counterparts in traditional schools and rated their schools more highly. Importantly, charter school parents also reported having a greater sense of choice within the system's entirely choice-based open enrollment system. What is New Orleans doing to make its system of school choice more transparent and accessible for all families? A resilient school system should be easy for families to understand. In a decentralized system like the one New Orleans created, it is especially important to have some structures that help families comprehend their options. In the years after Katrina, some charter schools admitted students on a first-come, first-served basis. Others held lotteries. Meanwhile, traditional district-run schools had open enrollment policies all year long and were not allowed to institute enrollment caps. Families had to apply separately for each individual school for which they wanted their children to be considered. This created some complexity and confusion. In response, a nonprofit group called the New Orleans Parent Organizing Network emerged and created a New Orleans Parents Guide. This was an annual publication that described all the schools in the city, charter and traditional, recovery school district, and New Orleans public schools, and their application and enrollment procedures. However, recognizing the need for greater transparency and greater consistency, the Recovery School District and the New Orleans Public Schools have each instituted, more recently, a common application procedure. In the New Orleans Public Schools, there's a single form that must be submitted to each school the student wants to attend. However, the Recovery School District has gone beyond this and moved toward a policy they call the one-app policy. Under this policy, students fill out a single application and submit it a single time. Then there's a more centralized lottery-based procedure that awards priority based on sibling priority and where the student resides. The Recovery School District is also holding parent information sessions and has posted a video on YouTube that explains the one-app procedure. What lessons can other cities draw from New Orleans' efforts to build resilient schools? Charter schools are a popular reform across the nation, and particularly in urban centers. Currently allowed in 41 states plus the District of Columbia, charter schools enrolled about 3.3% of the nation's public school students in the 2009-2010 academic year. Moreover, the number of charter schools is expanding each year. Charter schools are currently embraced by the leadership of both national political parties and national school reform efforts like Race to the Top encourage charter schools as an important reform vehicle. New Orleans is unique because it's the first city in the United States to have the majority of its students enrolled in charter schools. As of 2012, 
that percentage is at least 71% in the city. New Orleans therefore serves as a national testbed for charter school reform taken to scale. What it teaches us is that charter-based school choice promotes a diversity of options for families. However, this diversity of options also creates complexity that families have to navigate. To create a resilient system of schools, policymakers must think carefully about how to encourage transparency and make systems of choice accessible for students and families whose needs are greatest. Thank you for listening to the Resilient Communities podcast series. This series is a product of the Rand Gulf States Policy Institute and is made possible with support from the Charles M. and Mary D. Grant Foundation. For more information about Rand's work on community resilience, please visit rand.org topics community resilience. Resilient Communities also produces an online newsletter for sharing ideas, research, and strategies to build resilience. For more information, please email communityresilience at rand.org.